When doing financial analysis for a real estate syndication or a fund, there's a lot of different what I call levers which can change the outcome for your investors and for you. In this blast from the past, we're going to look back at a video I made about two years ago, talks about cash flow and about what those levers are in cash flow so we can see how does a syndicator think about those levers and you know what they can manipulate in order to give the best return possible to the investors, ultimately make more money for the syndicator or fund manager, and everybody's happy. So now that we've discussed that, let's go ahead and talk about our levers again. So we've got our assumptions. Actually, I should write facts and assumptions. And that leads to our calculation of NOI. And that leads to our calculation of cash flow. And that leads to our metrics and equity. So that is our normal starting place on, on where everything begins. Now we've talked about facts and assumptions and how we calculate those things um, ad nauseum, right? So we know what facts are, we know what our assumptions are. We know that as we get further out from where we are today, we get more and more assumption-y, right? We're making more and more assumptions about what's gonna happen. For example, when Anya and I were looking at that house, for $174 a square foot, we made an assumption. We made an assumption that turned out to be absolutely wrong that, well, $174 a square foot is, is a fair price for that house. And our assumption is that when one year has passed, those same properties, similar properties, would be maybe, maybe with a crazy, crazy market, maybe $200 a square foot. Because we really didn't see a lot of $174 a square foot. Most of them were like $150. Uh, this one was $174 that we liked the most. So maybe they would go up to $200 a square foot, and that assumption was wrong. So. We all know what assumptions are. And we all know that as we get further out, like our projection just a year out, I mean, in this case, it's our projection just six months out, there is no way I would have guessed that it would go over $174 a square foot, uh, there that it would go over $200 a square foot in six months. That would be absolutely nuts, uh, but it did. So um, that is, uh, that, those are our assumptions. Now, NOI we already know about, right? That's our uh, operating, in, uh, our, uh, our income minus operating expenses 
equals our NOI. I've already gone through all of those and really kind of talked at, at length about how we do that. So right now, though, I'd like to talk a little bit more about cash flow. And if we have time, um, we'll talk a little bit about metrics and equity. So cash flow is pretty simple. So cash flow really starts with NOI, right? And if you remember in um, in uh, when we were talking about NOI, there's two kinds of expenses, right? So our NOI, our cash flow is our NOI minus our below the line costs, um, which I guess we'll put discretionary uh, expenses. Actually, well, we'll, yeah, I don't really want to use the word capital expenses. Um, it's a little bit takes us a little bit off topic. And that equals our uh, cash flow. And for our purposes, it's cash flow before tax. Uh, uh, because we don't, we don't really, taxes isn't a main concern for almost everything we do. What is going on? There we go. So what are those discretionary, why are we scrolling like that? I have no idea. So what are is our discretionary expenses? The biggest one is debt, is debt service, right? So when we're looking at a loan and we're looking at financing the property, we make more money in general when we put debt on the property and we just need less equity. So our investors make more money, I should say. Actually, if you do the way the deal the way that I tend to, where we just take an equity stake, um, you actually make less money because you're raising less equity. And so, if I'm getting ten percent of the uh, of the total amount raised, if I put debt on it, that's not money I'm really raising. So uh, I don't get that portion of that money. So I, uh, as a syndicator, I tend to make less money uh, if I put debt on it. Not, but most of the time you need debt in order to make the deal work. So uh, debt service. And so we've got our uh, principal expenses. Uh, I always get it mixed up. It's bad spelling. Nope, that's principal like your principles. Uh, your principal and your interest. Right, so... I always want to keep my, um, I would like to keep, uh, if, if I could in a, in a syndication of a reasonable term, uh, I would probably choose if I could to do no interest. I mean, um, well, of course I'd prefer to do no interest. Uh, I would prefer to do uh, interest only loans. And the reason is, is that interest only means that I'm not really capitalizing. I'm not getting extra money for paying the bank back for part of the principal. I'm only making I'm I'm making more money off the spread between where I bought it and where I'm selling it. Right from this spread here is where I'm making my money. But if I'm uh reducing this amount, uh, if I'm giving money to the bank, basically without any real kind of 
uh, or I'm doing it at basically a bank interest is putting it away. It's like saving it with the bank interest, right? Um, I'm not getting real great value on that where I'm looking for big, big wins where the, the increase of the value of the property is over what the, uh, over what the I would be paying the bank. So if the bank is making 3% or 4%, say, on its loan uh, interest. And then, but I'm getting, you know, I buy it at a seven cap. I have this 3% spread. That's just there, right? That's That's in my pocket. Whereas if I'm paying down the principal of the property, that 3% is, I mean, it's so minimal in comparison to what I'm getting on the rest of it. Me paying down my principal, just it just eats up my, my profit in the long term. Now, it's great if you are a... Um, if you are the kind of investor who's looking for pure appreciation and cash flow isn't very important, right? If you have a zero cash flow building just because it's all appreciation that you're going to be doing uh, and that your principal is, is part of that, that's okay because you're, you're not really looking for those payments uh, that are going to the investor every single period in order to uh, raise your IRR. So that service is your big one, but you also have other things. You have your leasing costs, right? That's a big expense. You've got your tenant improvements. You've got your capital expenses. Now your capital expenses may or may not be able to be passed off to, to, uh, to tenants. Um, sometimes it can, sometimes it can't, it's in your lease. Um, and then I've got, of course, my, why are you doing that to me? Uh, my asset management fee. So we've got, uh, we've got our debt service, principal and interest, uh, leasing costs, TEIs, capital expenses, asset management, uh, amount towards reserves, Reserve. Uh, those are all subtracted now from NOI in order to get your cash flow before taxes. Now, is there anything that gets added into there? Not really. Um, there's nothing that brings up your cash flow um, in this particular conversation. Now, you can do some fancy accounting. Um, uh, but I wouldn't. So some of you may be thinking, well, couldn't I do something like what um, Elon Musk is doing in order uh, with with uh, with um, what do you call those things um, with, with cryptocurrency uh, for Tesla? Could you do the same sort of thing where you're parking that money that's being spun off by the cash flow into an asset? which hopefully appreciates or pays income and raises that amount. Well, yeah, you can. Um, 
that is something that does happen. It just doesn't happen really in the real estate game much at all. Once the, once you start doing this, you're really talking in the hedge fund world. And that's just not, that's just a different world than, than what we play in. Um, so, uh, but I'm always trying to look at, okay, well, how can I game the system and how can I, how can I, uh, how can I plus one anything, right? I want to plus one my NOI. I want to, you know, here I want to minus one my assumptions and plus one my facts. Um, and how can I get my equity, you know, double plus one or double, I guess, plus two, that would be plus two, wouldn't it? Um Uh, so I, you know, I'm always want, wanting to do that. So when I even just write it there, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, well, how can I get my, how can I increase my, so if discretionary expenses comes off of my NOI to give me my cash flow before taxes, is there anything that increases it? Um, so just, uh, you should be thinking the same way. How can I increase it? And likewise, you're always thinking about these things too. How can I reduce my leasing costs? How can I reduce my debt service, which goes to our discussion on interest-only loans? Uh, I can't tell you as an aside, uh, I have had in the past week, I've had conversations with, with uh, syndicators, three, four syndicators who all are doing uh, hard money loans. And Three of them are looking at borrowing. One is putting together a fund to lend. And I certainly understand the, the one putting together to lend, but I cannot understand the three that are looking to borrow right now. I mean, I know that it's uh, it's appealing because of timing, because of the funds that are available, but man, oh man, money's cheap right now. And there's tons of people looking to invest. Um, so it's just an aside because your print, your interest payments and penalties are so huge uh, on hard money that uh, I don't really see the point. Um, uh, it's, it's well if you absolutely have to do it, but um, otherwise. So how can you reduce TI costs? That becomes a lot more tricky. Um, you know, in a hot market where there's a lot of people clamoring, you can negotiate TIs and get less, less TIs. Um, uh, Capital expenses, you know, this is not a good time to be paying capital expenses. So exp the costs of construction are really, really high. Um, I wouldn't be, I would be hoping to avoid any kind of capital expenses right now. Asset management fees are mine to decide with. So what I want to do uh, and reserves, right? I want to keep that as low as possible because I want to give as much money to my investors as possible uh, so that they're happy but I also need it as reserves so that I have it. That's just sort of a discussion on cash flow and some of the thought process behind it. I know that video was useful for you if you're looking at putting together a syndication or a fund. These video, this video was in the real estate context, but it doesn't have to be. It could be for business or for anything really. 
financial analysis takes place both ways and both uh, under any kind of uh, security that you're putting together. Now, if you need help putting your security together, then give me a call. My name is Tilda Moschetti. I'm a syndication attorney with the Moschetti Syndication Law Group. You saw the video of the way that I did things back then. I still do that today. That's the kind of help that on top of the legal documents that we can help you with. So as part of my representation of clients, we of course do all the legal paperwork, the private place memorandum, operating agreement, subscription agreement, but a lot of times our uh, newer syndicators or even the seasoned ones have specific questions about you know, how to do things, how to put things together and how to make it so that their, their offering is as good as possible. That's what we're there for. Not only the legal documents, but do whatever we can do to help you be successful in your securities offering.